Row Along, a friendly voice in your ear to motivate, coach and entertain you through each indoor rowing workout as we row along together. I set the stroke rate and the training pace based on your current 2,000 metre time. Just set your monitor to just row and start and stop when I tell you. For more info and to check out the YouTube videos, go to rowalong.com. Hi there, welcome along to another workout for you to row along to. It's week four and this is session four of the 5K plan, which is a bottom tier workout. So today what we're gonna do is five eight minute intervals with one minute rest in between. And we're gonna do a little pyramid. So we're gonna start off at 18 strokes a minute, then 20, then 22, then back down to 20 and back down to 18 again. Now pace wise for the 18 strokes a minute, I want you to do 5K pace plus 15 to 17 seconds. So that's round about 2K plus 20 to 22. When you go up to the 20 strokes a minute, I want you to go two seconds faster for your pace. And for the 22 strokes a minute, I want you to go another two seconds faster. And then when you go back down to the other side of the pyramid for the 20 strokes per minute, you slow down by two seconds. And then for the 18 strokes a minute, you slow down by another two seconds, returning to that 5K plus 15 to 17 or 2K plus 20 to 22 pace. So this is very much a bottom tier workout. There's 40 minutes worth of rowing, so it's gonna be a good workout, but it shouldn't really touch the mid level. There's one minute rests in between, so even for that 22 strokes a minute, it shouldn't really get up anywhere near mid, so you should be fine. So anyway, let's go ahead and start off with our four minute warm up. Now, as always, we always start with setting up the drag factor. If you don't know about drag factor, please check out the video on my YouTube channel and then go to your monitor and make sure it's set at eye height so that you don't have to look up and you don't have to look down. And then finally, the foot straps, make sure they cover either the bottom lace in your shoe or if you're in socks like me, they let you bend forward comfortably at the front. There we go. Nice intro today, wasn't it? One of my best, I believe. <laughs> okay, so we're gonna do a four minute warm up, starting off around about 18 strokes a minute in three, two, one, go. So like I've taken to saying, just make sure and move for this first minute. I mean, try and have something resembling a good technique, but don't panic about pace. Don't worry too much about trying to hit all your angles in terms of body lean and the slide, trying to get your shins vertical. Don't worry about any of that stuff yet. Who knows where you've come from? Hard day at work, your bed, maybe it's your lunch break. Maybe the kids are watching some rubbish on television and you've escaped to try and fit in a row while they watch it. It's totally not what's happened to me. No, no, no. That made me a bad dad. But yeah, so you just have to make sure you get your body moving. But once we're into this first minute gone, your heart rate should be up a little bit. So you can start to think a little bit more about what your body's doing as your muscles warm up. I always think it's the good starting point to really just think about posture and straight arms so make sure you've got nice straight arms as you take the catch and then just think about what your back's doing from a posture point of view try to keep it nice and powerful primed for the next stroke then you can start to think about your forward lean and 
connection with the catch and things, but straight arms and posture is a really good starter for 10 for making sure you're kind of starting to do it right. Okay, one more stroke, here we go. And then put one foot on the floor and continue to roll with one foot in the foot stretcher or strap, whatever you want to call it. You can rock back and forward on the foot that's on the ground as you continue to row. This helps with the compression and flexibility at the front of the machine. Make sure still to drive with some amount of pressure with that leg that's in. Swap your feet. You don't swap your feet, but swap them in the foot straps. Don't want you to chop off your feet. Continue rowing with the other foot in the foot straps. Try and still keep your technique the same. Try not to change it too much. Just because you've got one foot in, it's easy to kind of start leaning to one side. Try not to do that. Two more strokes here. One more stroke. Then put both feet back in the straps, slight bend to the knees, and then just use your back and arms to continue rowing. So you're, as your back swings backwards, that's when you pick up the flywheel and then as your backswing finishes or comes almost to a finish that's when you bend your elbows and pull in your arms don't over lean at the front though just a normal lean okay and then roll to the front straight arms and just push off with the legs nice straight arms to feel that bite point at the front don't worry too much about driving too hard at the front. This is a, you're just trying to get the timing right for picking up that flywheel. And just getting used to pushing off with straight arms, especially if you're the type that does it with bent arms. Last stroke. There we go. I feel we've covered a lot in today's warm up. Make sure and keep on moving up and down the rail, have a quick drink, and I'll just quickly go through this today's session one more time. Okay, once again, what we're doing today is five eight-minute intervals with one-minute rest in between. Now, if you're going to go ahead and program this into your monitor manually so you can roll along with me uh, rather than using an app like ErgZone or KinoMap, then please set your rests to undefined rather than one minute. Otherwise, sync issues can come into play and we can end up drifting kind of like five seconds apart. It's just a weird quirk of the monitor. Don't, don't ask, don't ask. Um, so anyway, uh, stroke rate-wise, we're going to be doing this at 18, 20, 22, 20, 18. So it's a nice pyramid of stroke rate. And your pace is going to start off at 5K plus 15 to 17. And then you're going to go two seconds faster for the 20, and then two seconds faster for the 22, then two seconds slower and two seconds slower back down to your original pace. And remember, 5K plus 15 to 17 works out round about 2K plus 20 to 22. Two. But I'll get more, I'll talk more about that pacing issue, but we're so far into the uh, plan now that it really is a bit late to start talking about the dangers of using your 2k pace for a 5k training plan. That horse is bolted. <laughs> anyway. Right, so we're going to get ready for the first interval. 18 strokes a minute at 2k plus 20 to 22 in 3, 2, 1, go. Okay, so this is one stroke every three and a third seconds. <laughs> Just follow me for stroke rate. If you're watching this on YouTube or 
ErgZone or KinoMap, then you can just follow me as I row, you row. Or if you're listening to this on the podcast, you can just listen out to the whoosh of my flywheel. And you've, all of you should have the counter in front of you anyway, telling you what your stroke rate is. So just make sure that you're trying to row at a constant 18 strokes a minute for this first interval. Just a nice bottom tier workout. I mean, you're not going to win any prizes for it. No one's going to shake your hand afterwards and say, wow, that was incredible. I mean, some people might say how impressed they are that you were able to row for 40 minutes. I've had people do that before in a gym. I just finished a half marathon and someone came over and was all like, wow man, can't believe you just rode for an hour and 20 minutes. That actually, I know I'm supposed to be talking about technique and stuff yet, but let's let's do a soft intro to today's row while I'm telling stories about being in the gym. There's one time I was in uh, the village gym in Glasgow, rowing away, doing quite a hefty sprint session, so lots of fast stuff basically. And when I was done, a girl came over to me and asked if she could take a photo with me. And I'm like, eh? Why do you want to take my photo? You could even tell by what you embarrassed smile now. I'm just like, oh no no, just I just want to take a photo. Now, I'd already questioned it once, and being terribly British, I wasn't going to question it again. So I'm like, okay, whatever. If a girl wants to take a photo with me, who am I to argue? That doesn't happen much anymore. Anyway, roll on. A couple of days later. I was back in the gym doing some training and one of the PTs wandered over and I'm like, oh, hi, how are you? He's like, do you want to know what happened there with the photo? Uh, well, yeah, of course, tell me, tell me. <laughs> she thought you were James Crackle. I'm like, shut up. <laughs> I've been told I look like a few people in my life. One of them being Rick Waitman, which I wasn't too pleased by. But <laughs> thinking my little lightweight, goofy body <laughs> look like James Crackle. Oh, anyway, <sighs> apologies. We should really talk more about technique and training, but. That wee story popped into my head and I thought I'd share. I often wonder, did she show her friends that photo? And talk about the time she met James Cracknell at the gym and all her friends look at the photo and go, that's not James Cracknell. (laughs) 
I'm all out of puff now from laughing. So, magically, me having told my wee stories, we're halfway through, well, we're past halfway through this first interval. And I mean, we've got 40 minutes to get a rowing, so I think I'm allowed to <laughs> tell the odd story. But hopefully now you're you are properly warm. If the warm-up didn't get you there already, then five minutes into a 18 strokes per minute, 2K plus 20 to 22 row, you should be nice and loose. So I can talk a bit more detail about what we briefly mentioned why did I say we as a two of me? Uh, uh, what I briefly mentioned in the warm-up, which is arms and back. Just want to properly unpack that for you. So arms, when you get to the from the machine, make sure they're straight. Okay? Maybe not locked. Certainly not tense but straight so that as you drive with your legs the power just goes straight through your arms and kind of bypasses your muscles it's like it just goes through your tendons and doesn't use any muscle power that's the point of having straight arms is that it doesn't use your muscles. So all your muscle power is kept until you eventually bend your elbows at the back of the stroke here. So you get all of that leg drive is free and then you use your arms. Which if you bend them too soon, you're kind of fighting the power from your legs and you're also mean you're finishing with bent el already bent elbows so you don't have as much distance to pull the handle in for your finish but it also helps your recovery to think about straight arms because as you get the handle away from you to get them straight that action is what starts your hip rock forwards which we'll talk about in the next interval don't worry not for eight minutes just I've run out of time to talk about it in this one so straight arms there really helps you prime yourself ready for the start of the next stroke I mean, seriously, try it. Just think about getting your arms straight. Right, two more strokes. There we go. Keep moving on, having in the rail if you wish. Have a quick drink for sure. Don't want to get dehydrated today. That's when your heart rate will drift up, especially for the 22s, if you're not hydrated. So, 
Have a drink. Hydration is important. Well, I've suddenly discovered or realized that at work, all I drink is coffee. I basically go in with, because of kind of virus control and stuff right now, I go in with four flasks filled with coffee, which works out to be six cups of coffee. I know, I know. But it's a lot of coffee to drink during the day. Right, if you're on undefined rest, then press your button now to get ready for the next interval, which starts in six, five, four, three, two, one, and go. So this is 20 strokes a minute, and two seconds faster than your pace in the last one. Now, whether it was just because I was too busy laughing at my own story, or I just wasn't putting in enough effort, but my average on that last one was 205.5, which is 2K plus 20.5. So it's not like I'm, I'm not saying, oh my God, I was going so slow. But what it means is I wanna kinda keep this one around about 203.5 for the average. So I'm just gonna try and keep 203 on the counter as much as possible. And I won't panic much if it drops to 204. Press the first minute down on this. Hopefully, you're not needing to think too hard about increasing your pace here. Just being two strokes a minute faster should be all that it's taken for you to be going faster. And fair enough, part of the higher stroke rate is a slightly faster leg drive or drive portion of the stroke. So you will be putting in a little bit more effort, but it's not like you're thinking, I really need to increase my leg drive here in order for my pace to go up. And certainly, you shouldn't be thinking in terms of a stronger finish with the arms. So anyway, let's continue with a wee bit of a chat about your back. I say your back. This is the portion when I talk to you about back position to try and reinforce it for myself. Because trust me, I'm around about 90 workouts down into this YouTube channel. And I'm still having to concentrate and work on my back angle and this problem I have with my butt scooting back. 
So it's something that's worth always just paying attention to so you don't slip into bad habits. And just so you can address where you are with your stroke and efficiency and injury control. So the basic thought is that you lean forwards to a one o'clock position and then at the back of the stroke here you finish at 11 o'clock position. Okay, so small lean forward, small lean back. And that it all happens from a hip rock. So you're swinging through the hips rather than rounding your back at the front or slumping your back at the back, I realise that if you're listening to this on a podcast, you won't have seen either of those examples, but trust me, I did an amazing slump. <laughs> Oscar-worthy slumps. But yeah, so, it's a hinge forwards and then a hinge rock through the hips towards the back of the stroke and that kind of hinge back gives you a lot of power into your stroke so don't rob yourself by swinging too soon okay so I want you to keep that forward lean as your legs connect as you start the drive and then maybe when your legs are halfway done, that's when you do your hip rock into the backwards position. Which not only maximizes the power you generate from your stroke and the efficiency you get from your stroke, on top of that, it reduces your chances of lower back pain because you're not taking the force at the front through your lower back which is what happens if you swing too early but also with your back rocking through the hips so still in a nice powerful posture at the back you're not taking the power of the stroke and absorbing it at the back end into your lower back so if you can keep a primed powerful posture at the front and back of the stroke so at the front sitting your sit bones rocked forwards with your shoulders past your hips. That's the right position at the front. And then at the back, braced core. And think about that poor wee carrot. That wee carrot that's stuck up your bum. 
that doesn't want to get snapped. So if you can rock backwards and forwards through your hips, that wee carrot's going to stay safe and it'll make it back out alive. Quite what you're then going to do with it, I don't want to know, but you don't want to snap the carrot. Trust me, you don't. <laughs> so just think of posture forwards, backwards, forwards, backwards. No overleans. Nice, primed, powerful posture. Two strokes. One more stroke. I know it's not the most pleasant of analogies to think about a carrot stuck up your jacksie, but it makes sense. Something to focus on. So your your back's doing that. So if you're a little carrot <laughs> stuck up the bum. It's falling along with you. If you do that, you're going to snap the carrot. Interestingly, on my rollalong.com website, I sell an orange t-shirt with a wee carrot in the back, pointing up and the slogan, don't snap the carrot. No one's bought one yet. I wonder why. Press your button for undefined rest, just get ready for the next one. Because we're going in six, five, four, three, two, one, go. 22 strokes per minute this time. So, hopefully within four or five strokes, you'll find your pace and your stroke rate. So I'm looking at around two minutes to 2.01 here. And again, I'm not really thinking about adding in more power in order to go faster. I'm just letting the fact that in order to increase my stroke rate to 22, a little bit more power is coming in, but that stroke rate is what's taking care of the speed increase. And that way, you're not overly taxing your body. And hopefully you've done enough of these stroke rate based workouts that you start to get used to how your stroke rate changes your pace. It's like I can tell if I drop to like 202, usually my stroke rate has dropped to 21 in order for that to happen. And then when I concentrate on getting back up to 22 strokes a minute, the pace settles down to 201 again. And it's just a concentration thing really. 
it's more about making sure the technique's right that I'm connecting properly at the front of the machine to make sure that leg drive happens in the right sequence that I haven't done a butt scoot that I'm properly catching the flywheel as my leg drive starts and then it's really easy to just keep the machine ticking over at the right pace after all much like a boat in the water concept 2 wants to work with you not against you if you look at the design of it the rail that you sit on is slightly angled towards the front of the machine to help you slide back to the front again same with the shock cord for the chain which adds just a little bit of a pull a little bit of a bungee to get the handle back so you just work with that slight rake forwards and the slight pulling return of the handle because the machine wants you to get to the front again ready for the next stroke but it's the same with the flywheel the flywheel wants to keep turning it's just the air resistance that's the primary cause of it slowing down but also if you get the timing wrong and catch the flywheel before you put any leg drive into it that kind of causes a hiccup to the speed that the flywheel's turning at and that hiccup means you have to work against it slightly in order to get the flywheel back up to pace again Think of it like if you had a ball and a stick and you're just hitting the top of that ball with the stick as you walk along the road if you get the timing right with that stick the ball easily just keeps moving and moving but if you kind of stick the stick onto the ball instead of moving across the top the ball will momentarily kind of jerk and slow in pace and you'll then have to kind of give it a bit of a 
a wicht, as they say in Scotland. A bit of a wicht, a bit of an oomph to get it going, rather than just topping it off and keeping it moving. And it's the same with the flywheel on a Concept 2. You want to get in to the catch in a position that as your leg drive kicks in you're just topping off the flywheel instead of kind of catching it stopping it momentarily and then having to add in extra power in order to get it back up to the pace you want it to be going at And that's why nearly all of the technique talks about your position at the front of the machine rather than really going to town on the drive and the finish. Don't get me wrong, they're just as important, but the timing at the drive is what affects the amount of power you're able to lay into the flywheel alright four more strokes that shouldn't have been a question two more one more oh no alright it wasn't quite so it was a question <laughs> there we go sets us to the top of the pyramid Yay, plant the flag. Well, maybe not a pyramid. The mountain. Plant a flag on a mountain. Don't plant one on a pyramid. You might get a curse. So next up, we're back to 20 strokes a minute. And two seconds slower than you were just doing that one at. But try and, when I say two seconds slower, do it at the same pace you did it last time if you can. Of course, if you had to slow down a lot on that one, then go slower still, you know what I mean. Press the button for undefined rests, because we are going in seven, six, five, four, three, two, one, go. So 20 strokes a minute. So for me, I was 201 for 22, so I'm running about 203 is my aim for this one. That's better. I think I just had a hiccup. So it should just feel as though it's getting progressively, well, as I say, easier, just less taxing. Because, of course, you're continuing to work. So. It might be that even though you're slowing the pace and the stroke rate, it doesn't feel that much easier because, I mean, this is us now 25 minutes into rowing, plus the four minute warm up. So, if you're not used to rowing for this kind of a duration, it might not be feeling like this is a recovery. But 
like I said at the beginning, this isn't meant to go anywhere near a mid-tier workout for you. So if you're feeling like this is unachievable, then back off a few more seconds. Everybody's different. I know I'm programming a cookie cutter pace guide on here that will suit most people, but not everyone. Half, well not half, but part of it def depends on the machine you're using. Maybe the machine you're on, it's harder to row at a low stroke rate. In which case, you might want to back the pace off even more. But then maybe you're just, you haven't quite developed the foundation fitness yet, which is fine. I mean, it's taken me years to develop fitness. That was ever since my teenage years as a squash player, so between squash and cycling and now rowing, I've always had fitness in my life. Well, apart from when I was a drummer, that involved more cigarettes and alcohol than squash courts and bikes, but hey, at least I saw the light eventually. So yeah, so if you're still building your fitness, maybe just the prospect of 40 minutes rowing is something you've never really considered before. So this could well be pushing you harder than my program expects it to. In which case, back off, slow down a bit in order to keep this manageable. I want you to basically finish this workout in a good sweaty mess. I want you to make sure you've worked and built up a good amount of well, sweat and heat, but I don't want you to feel exhausted and certainly I don't want you to feel like you won't be able to do session five because you've gone too hard on this one. Anyway, so we finished the last interval talking about how the front of the machine is what gets talked about. So let's quickly unpack that. Now we've already mentioned the body lean forwards and the straight arms, okay? Now, handle height, nice and neutral. You don't want to feel like you're returning too high. But at the same time, try not to scoop it too low. 
as that can cause a slump in your lower back. So pretty much just as you finish, just straight out in front of you again. Keep the chain kind of level as you go back and forwards. So arms straight, handle height, neutral, shoulders loose, arms loose and relaxed, hands nice and relaxed with fingers over the handle like hooks and your thumbs underneath the handle lightly touching your index finger so basically you've got an open grip and you're not choking the handle for dear life then braced core ready for the drive slide your seat forwards far enough that your shins are pointing vertically don't worry about a small heel lift if that's what you need to get them vertical and then making sure your hips or your well your shoulders are over your hips and everything's in position you then slam your heels down to start your leg drive and push the machine away from you with your feet keeping your arms straight now the sooner you get those heels down onto the foot plate the sooner you pick up the flywheel and do the drive so if your butt goes sliding backwards before your heels connect that's when you're likely to pick up the flywheel not pick up hick as in cause a stutter so get those heels down without the butt scoot which I just did two strokes ago <laughs> still working on it work in progress three two last stroke one there we go so one more interval to go I mean my heart rate's climbing because of the duration of the work uh, that one ended up at 81% which is, is 154 but don't judge me for my heart rate it does take a lot out of me talking the whole way through the, the row normally I'm kind of mid 60s for this kind of a row and I've just got my mouth shut and listening to music not trying to be funny and tell stories to people I say people it's just you and me nobody else right to press undefined rest ready for the last interval which starts in six five four three two one here we go so 18 strokes a minute back to where we started pace is 5k plus 15 to 17 
which is similar to your 2k plus 20 to 22. Now, I said in the intro, or in the first intro, I said at one point about the dangers of extrapolating a 5k training pace from a 2k pace. And I, it really is something to think about that your system is going to react differently to the high intensity sprint of a 2k versus the kind of relatively long and hard slog of a 5k so maybe you're kind of person who is all about power but your fitness isn't quite there maybe you can do a good 2k but because you don't have the fitness your 5k is not as good therefore Trying to do 2k plus 5 to judge your 5k training pace isn't going to work for you. So you really are best to just do a 5k test. Don't think about hitting any pace, just get on and roll and make sure and put everything into it and then use your average 500 meter split for that is your training pace rather than just going for 2k plus 5 as your 5k hope that makes sense like I say week 4 session 4 is the wrong time to talk about this so once I'm done filming all the workouts I'm gonna do one of my terribly entertaining lectures where I kind of go through this in a bit less franticy rowy and I can actually think about what I'm saying either way when you're done with the plan it is a good idea to squeeze in a 5k test at one point it's good for a benchmark just so you know how you're getting on how you responded to the plan has its downsides where if you don't go faster you have to make sure to not let it demotivate you so if you're on a if your motivation comes from performance based methods so you're only motivated if you're improving then you'll find it tough and trust me I've been there once you slip away from your PBs sometimes the motivation to push to reach those heights again wanes a little bit when you're not reaching it that's why sometimes coming back after 
some time off due to injury or we're just taking a break. It can be quite motivating at first because your improvements as you come back to it are quite thick and fast as you get as you regain your fitness and your strength again but it does peter out after a while so you need more than just performance-based motivation which is why you start to think about short-term goals so my long-term goal is to get back to sub 640 for a 2k but I know right now I'm still just nudging under seven minutes so if I was to do a 2k now with that 640 goal in mind I'd be crushed 20 seconds off I'd be like there's no point in me continuing but if the next time I row I have a fixed well I have a short-term goal that I want to knock two seconds off so I want to do it 658 but I also set a realistic goal that I want to be able to do the first 1500 meters at the right pace and try and do what I can in the last 500 that makes it a little bit more manageable and then hopefully I can manage that one even if I don't manage the second one and in a great world I'd manage both double dopamine hit so I'm not saying set false goals just to make yourself fake yourself into feeling better about things set proper goals but anything longer than say 30 days 4 weeks away if it becomes too long term you start to kind of drift away from it gets tougher to get there whereas I mean think about it if I want to get 12 seconds faster thinking about that now that sounds quite daunting but if I break that into one second faster every month that's quite easy well sounds easy anyway you still have to put in the work for the rest of the row but one second a month I can imagine doing 12 seconds just feels quite far away and so I'll never quite lose sorry never quite gain sight of that motivation I'll never really feel the rewards there we go that's my motivational rant for today right a few more strokes one more stroke finish hopefully you finished well finished strong finished still thinking about your technique didn't really talk about it in the last one because 
Well, I always talk about technique. I like to mix it up sometimes. It can't be too obvious. Downside being that because I wasn't talking about technique, I knew it was all slipping for me, so I probably should just talk about technique. Anyway, how many times can one person say technique? Technique, technique, technique. Would you like to join me for a two minute cooldown? Please, strap in and, oh no, press the right button, you doofus. <laughs> there we go. Okay, three, two, one, go. Uh, so, the good news, this is something I should probably put right off the top, but hey, for those of you hanging around, you get to hear the good news. Good news is that today, the podcast version of these rows was accepted into the iTunes store. So it's been on like Google Podcasts and Podbean and Spotify and TuneIn. It's been on them for a while, but most people still digest their podcasts through Apple iTunes. So. I'm now in there too. But hopefully, whatever podcast app you use, if you just search for Row Along, I should pop up. And I'm trying to edit them so that they make sense to listen to, so there's not too many references to the t shirt I'm wearing or what the weather's like and all that kind of stuff. But inevitably, some stuff slips through. But it should still make sense. I just figured not everybody wants to have their phone sucking up YouTube data when they're rowing. Say you're on Wi-Fi, or say you're not on Wi-Fi somewhere. Might be easier just to download the podcast instead. Now, these plan workouts aren't up there yet, because what I want to do is add them all in succession once I've finished. So they will appear, but probably once I've finished the full five week plan. Right, last stroke. Keep going for your cooldown. I mean, when I say once I finish the five week plan, tomorrow, well, next session is session five of week four. So there's only really six sessions to go. And I'm trying to crack these out trying to get all five out per week so it should only be like a week away before these start to populate into the podcast I think I might start with the 2k plan put all of those rows up first and then maybe I, then I'll do the 5k because most people care about a 2k plan more than they do about five so that's what I'm thinking of course leave me a comment if you think that I'm making a mistake there then do say no 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 do the do the 5k first most people do that and of course and this is where I get all like everybody else, please, even if you have no intention, it's a bit cheeky, but even if you have no intention at all of listening to the podcast, please go on and like click subscribe, even leave a review, as long as it's a good one, please, um, just so I can get the numbers up so that people see it, because it kind of matters in the ranking where I kind of pop up in the list. So if you, so I mean, I don't charge any money for anything that I do. So really all I do is I hope that you guys watch and kind of help me out in terms of spreading the word and hitting subscribe and all that kind of stuff. That's the kind of, if you want to pay me anything back, that's what to do is hit subscribe, tell people, go into the podcast, hit subscribe, go into the YouTube, hit subscribe, click the little bell that you get in the notifications and stuff. Um, all it is is just an email. When I upload, you get an email saying 
that row along doofus has uploaded another video and you go oh, look you said it again crikey so yeah so if you want to pay me back for all these that's what to do okay I never really go that heavy-handed into this, but kind of just because the podcast is out and this is like a kind of big shiny moment. I mean, even just to do a, even the t-shirts, I only make like a pound off each of them, um, so it's not like I make any real money out of the t-shirt stuff. It's actually just to give you guys the chance to kind of wear roll-on t-shirt and things. Do you like this one? So it's fitter, faster, stronger. Uh, anyway, so yeah, so the podcast is there. It's a ridiculously long outro. Podcast is there, so please check it out and go. Oh look, that's what he's done. Hit subscribe. YouTube videos are obviously here because you're watching it right now, or you might be on ErgZone, or you might be on KinoMap, in which case you're like, what's he on about? Um, but you should know what I'm on about right now. I'm kind of ranty, ranty. So, right, we're at the end. I'm going to stop, sorry. Uh, so that's week four, session four done. Bottom tier's out of the way. Week four, session five is obviously going to be a mid-tier to finish off the training week. So I will see you in that one, and then we just have one more week to go, and then we're done with the 5K plan. Make sure and stay strong, stay safe, take your vitamins, uh, stay hydrated, eat your greens, <laughs> be nice to people. Uh, just, yeah, be a, a generally a good human being. That's what we want to do, okay? Well, if we're all being good human beings, we'll get through this together. Have a great day, and I'll see you in the next one. Bye-bye. For more info and to check out the YouTube videos, go to rowalong.com.